Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome, everybody. It was kind of the talk of my neighborhood today. It's cold. Isn't everybody cold? That was 42 when I walked outside this morning. Oh, uh, so. 39 where I was. 39. Yeah. Deborah Mark, can you beat us? You know what? I was friggin' freezing. My hands were so cold, I didn't even look. To see what the temperature Oh, and you're was. the temperature lady. I know, but I was cold. I had my hood on. Rancho Cucamonga right now. It's 48. Uh, I say it was 30 where I was. You're high up on that mountaintop. I was shivering. Yeah, it's probably oh, colder. Oh, the coyotes roam. Yeah, you're yes. warmed by the uh, ocean. I don't have... I, I can't look at my phone to check the temperature when I have to make sure no coyotes are around to attack yeah. my dogs. Mountain lines. Exactly. Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's coming for you, gorillas. <laughs> Oh, no, my. no gorillas yet? Yeah, okay. No. No, they're gorillas loose in your town. Alligators, crocodiles? No, no, no. <laughs> That's why I'm not going to go to Florida. All right, we begin with uh, uh, the, the last. Yes, the last L.A. City Council meeting of the year. This was to bring in the new members. John's favorite, Tracy Park, was there. Several new members on the L.A. City Council. But, uh, Socialists, also, communists. Yeah, and, and and day two of the homelessness emergency. That's, so I don't know if they addressed <laughs> that, but they were supposed to. Well, they, Karen Bass declaring a homelessness emergency. But, but they, they, the city uh, council has to approve this. I think so. That's what we need to find out. Um, I mean, we, we keep running the alarm. Haven't they heard the alarm? We're in a state of emergency here. I just found out she had one of my all-time favorite entertainers at her swearing in. Oh. Stevie Wonder performed. Is that right? Yeah, I love Stevie Wonder. Kamala Harris was there. Gruesome was there. 
It's quite the star-studded event on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, star-studded. Yeah. Uh, oh. Kevin DeLeon, of course, is also the story, and he did show up again at today's council meeting. We get more from Blake Foley, who's coming on and can answer, John, your question about the homelessness emergency declaration. Yeah. Well, uh, Blake, did they they, the alarm. Uh, did they, did they, <laughs> they passed it, approved it? Yeah, they heard the alarm. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they just passed it moments ago. They passed oh. the emergency. So was it was it unanimous? That's a good question. I still have to look at exactly how the vote fell in line. I just got an alert. I stepped outside the meeting to uh, to go live with you guys, but it did just pass. I was alerted. Um, but yeah, Kevin DeLeon, I mean, again, it passed after a recess because, uh, as you mentioned, Kevin DeLeon did attempt to attend today's meeting. And uh, this meeting just, I mean, from before it even started, uh, I knew it was going to be contentious. Protesters, protesters were lining out the front door to get inside the meeting. Police with riot gear were, were seen walking through City Hall. And again, it was off to the races of the chamber before the meeting even began. You mentioned Tracy Park. Protesters, as soon as she walked out, they took aim at her. They were yelling F you. They were calling her a Republican. Uh, they took aim at Council President Paul Kerkorian, who uh, you know has been very spoken out about their chanting. And at one point, uh, Paul Koretz's name came up. And of course, they went after that. Paul Koretz, who said F you to the protesters last week. So, you know, that really fired them up. But the man of the the, the man of the hour today for these protesters, of course, was Kevin DeLeon. Uh, they were chanting against DeLeon before he even showed up. Again, he didn't even show up to the meeting for probably about an hour, if not more than an hour, uh, the meeting had already been going on. Here's them chanting long before he even shows up. Arrest KDL! Arrest KDL! Arrest, Arrest right. That's right, because of the scuffle. Now, interestingly, it wasn't just... <laughs> Who's KDL? People, people is that a woman? KDL. KDL. I know, KDL it's his initials. Is, is, uh, <laughs> it's his initials, yeah. It's Kevin DeLeon, and if you hear that uh, throughout, uh, he's often referred to as KDL. But it, uh, interestingly, people who support Kevin DeLeon were also in the crowd. A group of street vendors and others showed up to support him. I asked them, you know, why do you support... Kevin DeLeon so much. They said for street vendors, he did a great job, I guess, bringing the Bureau of Sanitation together with street vendors to get their permits through. So they were pretty happy with what he did. And so they they showed up today to show support. And at one point, uh, there was a clash between, it wasn't even just one point, this happened a couple times, but I caught one, an interesting one on, there was a clash between KDL or Kevin DeLeon supporters and Kevin DeLeon protesters. So here's uh, one of those clashes and listen to the conversation Ooh, that right. played out right in front of me, right in the benches I was standing in front of. I just kind of pointed my mic towards it afterwards. KDL keeps running from his constituents and hides out in these charity photo ops, and it's not how he can represent CDC. That's a lie! It's true! Go kiss that cop over there. Go suck his dick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. So it got a little hot. It got a little hot. It was not ladylike. <laughs> Who did she say that to? Uh, so that was somebody who opposes Kevin DeLeon speaking to somebody who supported. Uh, and, uh, supports and what did she Kevin want to DeLeon. do to the cop? No, no. She wanted well, to she go was, over she it. She was suggesting that the, uh, <laughs> you know. You're making him explain it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we can replay the clip. I think that might be the best way to do it. Uh, I mean, I've heard a it. story this morning, Blake, that some of the city council members are a little nervous. They're afraid this is going to get really violent. They fear for their safety. Did you hear any of that? Yeah, well, and, and I really want to get into when Kevin DeLeon shows up. You know, I know that has been one of the, uh, you know, one of the talking points. I also asked even the people who support Kevin DeLeon, I said, are you guys a little worried to be here given all this contentiousness towards him? They said, yes, but we're here to support him. And again, as you say, there's a little bit of that chat among city council members who are also feeling like this is unsafe. And, you know, when Kevin DeLeon showed up today and actually let's, Let's just go to that first, and then we'll, we can start to explain some of the safety, because I do, this is pretty important. This is where Kevin DeLeon shows up, and you can just hear, I mean, the, the, there was a lot of kind of ebbs and flows to the protest. It was kind of loud at moments, quiet, but as soon as he showed up, the room just absolutely exploded. As you can hear, they're, they're, they're really yelling civilized. loser. Loser? So, um, so, so th- it was really interesting when he showed up, kind of the way he handled it. He just kind of looked down at his desk and really just disassociate. It appeared that he was just disassociating from the room. He was just kind of looking down while people yelled at him. Mm. Uh, City Council President Paul Kerkorian, he went over to speak with DeLeon. This conversation lasted 15 minutes. DeLeon remained seated, so I'm curious to know what that conversation entailed. Then, you know, after the, at this point, the, the meeting has now been called to a recess. All the council members have left the chamber, but DeLeon and his staff, they just kind of sat around and talking and, and, and spoke among themselves for, for like more than a half hour at least while protesters just hurled uh, chants at them. And then finally, at, at one point, he ended up leaving, and uh, that's when the meeting came back. John, as you say, they heard the alarm. And uh, declared a, a, a state of emergency state of on emergency. homelessness. Uh-huh. And, yeah, well, and, and, I mean, they have to have a quorum to do that. So I guess they had enough council members stay. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All right, Blake, thank you very much. All right, thanks, guys. All right, it's Blake Trolley covering the madness at LA City Council. This will be the last time this year, though. Oh, they only too got bad. together today for the new members. No, no more performances? Not this year. Oh, that's so sad. No. Now, when when DeLeon was sitting there for a half an hour with his staff, the, so everybody was screaming at them the whole time. Well, half think about it. They already wanted yelling. him to resign over the recorded conversation, and then Friday, yeah. they now think uh, he assaulted uh. one of their co-activists. So uh-huh. they're double angry. They're, yeah, they, they are really. This is the first meeting since the Friday scuffle. They're they're so. really they're really this angry, huh? <laughs> I don't. What am I? Lady said. To- well, How tra- often do you tell somebody to go over to that cop and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the personal investment these people have in Kevin DeLeon. It's just, you, they, you, you know, you, you know, you, the groups, you, well, you get that emotional way. angry about things you really care a lot about. We've been following on and off some of these activist groups for years. Like we even know the names of them and what the people's council or whatever. This time, though, they got themselves an audio recording. The mm. whole world condemned it. It went all the way to Biden and Newsom, right? Yeah. So now they feel like they've really got an issue that they can hang on somebody. And, and it's De Leon because he didn't quit. That's it. I mean, Cedillo, but Cedillo's barely I'm, ama- I'm amazed they care that much. With all the crap that really matters that they don't care about, 
this is what they do care about. And I'm, I'm, it's endlessly fascinating to me what people decide to care about in their lives. I can't wait to see if Nuri Martinez ever tries to make a return to politics. Wow. These people will be back in force because she was you the know, worst of I the want, three in that conversation. I hope Kevin DeLeon keeps stonewalling him. I, want to oh, I think how, he will. How, this how long... is the worst of it. Yeah. It has to peter off next year at some point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how you deal with this stuff is you tell them to stuff it. And you don't, you don't even sit there with your, your head down like DeLeon was doing. Just look right at him, wave, and smile. <laughs> I like the way he shows up fashionably late every time. <laughs> Walks in an hour into the meeting. Yeah. I mean, he's probably because he says, oh, well, I want them to get started so I don't become a distraction right away. Right? You know, salary and benefits. Uh, I was reading something Daniel Gus sent us, and he said $298,000 worth of uh, cash and prizes he got from LA city taxpayers last year. $298,000. He's not going anywhere. No. Would you give up $600,000 worth of cash and benefits? $600,000? No. That's allegedly the reason he's showing up in person, because that could be at risk if he does not. That was right. kind of cloudy, that that issue. I'm not sure. Because yeah, some but, said, yeah. as long as his office performs a function, he doesn't have to attend every meeting. That's right. I mean, the meetings are a small part of what a councilman does. Does, right. I mean, the rest of it is servicing constituents and trying to, you know, grease things for your donors. Or for, like, the vendors, right? The vendors have a problem with uh, getting permits from the city uh, sanitation department. So DeLeon, you know, cracks some heads to get that done. Yeah. That's what council people do all day. You know, about these silly uh, meetings. Yeah. Uh, all right. More coming up on the John and Ken Show. Lake Trolley told us a few minutes ago, city council has approved the state of emergency. So it's day two. Yeah, it's state on. of emergency. So now, now it's official. It's been approved yep. by the other arm of the government. They heeded the alarm. I, I, did, I don't. I wasn't in L.A. today. Were you? Did you notice people in a state of uh, emergency? Uh, Went about their business. Or? People were up all night. My neighborhood. They were sitting on the roofs of their house. Uh, even more important, when you went to your usual places, were the homeless all gone because it's supposed to end that problem? No, no, no. no. For the sixth time in I'm a week bummed. and a half, homeless person in the bagel shop. Oh, oh, really? In the shop? Oh, oh, and standing in the in and out line. In uh, oh. Sherman Oaks, homeless woman banging on my window as I'm uh, waiting to uh, get my order. Oh, man. Banging on my window. I saw a homeless guy peeing on the wall as I was getting on the freeway at yeah. uh, White Oak in uh, Burbank. There you go. This morning. That on my could way cause to work. a crash. What's going on? I don't know. State All of right. emergency, and uh, yeah, it's not fixed. What's changed? Nothing's changed. Still people peeing on walls? Well, it's only day two, and it just got approved, so now action, right? Action. Everything's going to get May speeded up. That's May what this is supposed to do, speed up. Maybe Cut tomorrow. the red tape. You think tomorrow? Tomorrow there'll be action? We'll look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll be on this every day. That's right. Until we see success or everybody gives up for failure. <laughs> well, I was right when I said yesterday that this L.A. jury, which is meeting to determine the fate of Harvey Weinstein, he is uh, facing uh, two counts of forcible rape and five counts of sexual assault. Uh, there were four women. Of course, the trial went on for weeks, including the wife of Gavin Newsom, Jennifer Newsom. Uh, they passed the New York jury. The, beginning today, they were at 28 hours deliberating, and they're back in there today. He has pleaded not guilty to all seven charges. He initially faced 11. They dropped four because an unnamed woman can you dropped out. Can you possibly imagine spending 28 hours of your life arguing with a bunch of morons on a jury? 
Can you imagine how excruciating that is? It uh, would be difficult. I, I would. I no. I. I Every I, time I'm called for jury duty, I have that dreaded thought. I am going to get stuck on a long trial, and it's going to be people yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. You have to do everything you can to get yeah. out of jury duty. Everything. You. <laughs> everything you can. That's right. Well, including John's famous stand up and say, "I already think he's guilty." That, That's my opinion. That worked for me. That, right. Yep. I believe in executing people. Yeah. Immediately. Wait, this is not a murder trial. Well, no. anyway. <laughs> Yo, execution for everyone. That's right. All crimes. I believe in Saudi justice. Iranian justice. <laughs> uh, producer Ray has been talking to one of the defense attorneys for Harvey Weinstein. Alan right? Jackson. You, Alan Jackson, I thought I knew the name. He used to be at the L.A. County DA's office. He was assistant head deputy for the major crimes division. That name is familiar. He secured the conviction against Phil Spector. He was oh, the prosecutor. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where you know the name. He has, he's now he's now a criminal defense lawyer with the Worksman. Worksman Jackson is the name of the friend. We, we talked right. about Mark Worksman. So, so he's on the, the other attorney here is Alan Jackson. He's on the team to uh, defend Weinstein. He is. He is. I'm looking at his bio here on their webpage, and uh, he won the exoneration of a high-profile Venice Beach hotel owner accused of murder. The case garnered national attention because of rising tensions between the homeless and the surrounding businesses. I have to look that one up. What it does he, sound kind of familiar. That what, he, uh, kill, he killed a homeless guy. Well, it may not have been a murder. It may have just have been that the guy died in some way. Oh, when they, uh, I, I don't remember that case. He tried to clear. Out the, I know. I'll probably try to look that one up. But uh, uh, nobody knows what's going on with this jury. They have not sent any communications that I know of. Usually, when a jury is deadlocked, at some point, a couple of things happen. They ask for a readback of evidence or a readback of testimony. They ask for evidence. They tell the judge, hey, we're deadlocked. We, we're not getting anywhere here. They're not doing that. Not about, to my knowledge. How, how many uh, women's charges are, how many, how many women are involved in the charges against Weinstein? Uh, there are four. Four women. That's right. The other mm. women that testified were just pattern of behavior. They're right. not part of the charges. Well, I mean, they're, it's not a four. It's not a complicated case because for all could four, be they're split on the women because, in other words, maybe they believe some of the women, but they don't believe some of the other. Well, but they can convict them on some charges and acquit them on others. Yeah, they can do that. Clearly, some of the jurors don't believe something, right? Yes. I mean, that, unless, I mean, for God's not, sakes, it's the other way around and they all want to acquit, and there's one juror that thinks we got to hold Weinstein accountable. No, probably not. Yeah, that, I, no, that could be. I don't think these, these cases are never absolutes because there are a lot of people skeptical of women who make claims like this, especially, you know, actresses in, in, uh, in a Hollywood culture where you do, a lot of women have traded their bodies to get, get parts in movies. I, I've read a lot of Hollywood history, and that's gone on for 100 years. And yeah. many of the major female stars over the last hundred years have done that. Some of them have talked openly about it and didn't care. Yeah, I never heard the New York jury. They went 26 hours, which is a little less than this. But I wonder if, they, if any of them, the reason they took a little longer, too, was the same thing you just described. Some of them thought, well, you know, with some of these accusers, this is a, this could be a case of that's just what happens. The casting couch of yeah, Hollywood. I mean, because I mean, we've talked about this before, but hurdle number one is, why'd you go in the hotel room? Alone. That's well, tough a lot of them said of they weren't alone. A woman escorted them and then disappeared on them. That right. was their story. Right. But but some they, of Weinstein's operatives. They didn't turn around and head for the door right away. 
No, because yeah. this is still somebody that could give them their All big right. break. <laughs> All I can say is, because I've talked about this with, with normal people, right? Normal people try to equate it to their job, right? Would they go into a hotel room uh, alone with a guy who's going to hire them, right? Especially yeah. if they were young and attractive. Would they do that? And and most people would say no, because most people don't want jobs as badly as actresses want movie roles, see? Right. You know, if you're getting a job uh, working uh, customer service or you're a waitress, you don't you don't need that job that badly. Well. And and so they they don't have the motivation to do it. And also there's there's a lot more street smarts where you know that you know guys are predators. Uh, some some of the some of the women seem so blind blinded with with wanting to be famous that uh, they don't seem to have that 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 skepticism those street smarts or maybe you know a lot of them don't care. But you think about who he is, and you think, oh no, this this is Harvey. He's not going to do anything. This is right. he's a big time movie producer. No way. And he likes me. He's you know he can be very charming. A lot of these monster guys are, could be quite charming one-on-one in a room. Yeah, they dole out compliments right. is how they write. And I, I've heard guys like him make you feel like you're the only person in the world. And so you feel comfortable, you feel warm, you're about to get your big dream, and you get lured in. Normal people sitting on the sidelines are going, you kidding me? You fell for that? Really? All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You can use the app to connect to the Moist Line, so here's a reminder to do that. A lot of people do. I think it was one day, like a lot of Moist Line calls we played, where people who left the messages through the app, that's the microphone icon, the iHeartRadio app. The toll-free number for the Moist Line is 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, I saw this story over the weekend, and I have to say I got pretty excited. And um, I'm sure John will tamp down my excitement. <laughs> but it is a, a long-held belief, I think really of both of us, that when there are these problems that people just carp about for years, uh, the United States, Americans are very resourceful. And thanks to our great capitalist system and system of investment and entrepreneurship, we can sometimes overcome those problems with science. So the big announcement today came from a laboratory in Livermore, California. That's in the East Bay area. The National Ignition Facility at Lawrence Livermore National Lab. We're going to have more on this later in the show from Alex Stone, ABC News. But I just want to spend a couple of minutes on it because while it could be decades away, this could be a major thing. They achieved something called ignition. That's right. They created a brief reaction that generated more energy than it consumed. It's all due to fusion research. And um, while they didn't generate much energy with the lab, that the experiment that was the breakthrough, or as they call they, it, they, they proved, achieved ignition. They proved the concept. That they this, proved this the concept right, that eventually it can happen on a larger scale. That's exactly what they're hoping. Uh, they, 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 they did this through the same means that the sun uses to create energy. It's kind of a weird uh, story, but basically they have a $3.5 billion, what's called National Ignition Facility. It's the size of three football fields. They would produce powerful reactions by smashing together or fusing. There's fusion. Hydrogen atoms into helium using these powerful lasers. 
The lasers generate intense pressure and heat, causing a rocket-like implosion that creates more than double the pressure at the core of the sun and sends temperatures soaring to more than 150 million degrees Fahrenheit, just like the sun, which ends up releasing a massive amount of energy. Now, you can do this, and they have done this dozens of times before, but what they just achieved was the first time that they got more energy out of it than they put into it, a term that they call ignition. That's their geek monkey name for it, scientific name for it. And this is clean energy. It is clean energy. There's no, there's no uh, greenhouse gases that come out of this. Nope. And there's, there's no, no nuclear waste. That's right. Right? It's, it, is, it, is the, it is the ultimate. It's the holy grail of energy yes. production. And they have exactly. been working on this for forever. Because if, right. they, if they could just replicate the sun's system of creating energy, and that seems to work really well. They had 200 powerful laser beams focused and they fire simultaneously. So it actually sounds like a video game, doesn't it? Ready? Fire. Yeah. Onto two sides of a small metal cylinder, which is holding a capsule about half the size of a BB. That's how small this was. This is why it wasn't going to generate much energy. But it's a multi-step process. Extreme heat and pressure causes two forms of hydrogen atoms inside the capsule to fuse into helium and release high-energy neutrons and other forms of energy in a controlled, what they call, thermonuclear reaction. In a fraction of a nanosecond, about a billion times faster than you can blink your eye, the lab generated energy more than it used to achieve that energy. Uh, the reason that this story is being downplayed a bit is that they have talked about using fusion to create a fabulous clean energy source for decades. I think it was even a longstanding joke within like the physics community that, that well they they could draw it up on a blackboard very quickly right but now you have to uh, physically make it work and you could see the way you describe the experiment you've got to have the lasers you've got to have incredible speed it's got to create the pressure and 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 at an extent that our human brains can't even comprehend the amount of pressure and the amount of heat that the collision created and then how you translate that into something usable, right? You have this flash for a microsecond, but now, well, what do you do with it? How do you channel it into energy to power lights or automobiles? Just think, though, how this could silence the whole stupid global warming debate. Oh, yeah. Now, but well, if it's decades away, that's still going to be a problem. But well, the, we, they've been at this since the 1950s, fusion-based energy technology. Well, yes, and, and maybe one day it comes to pass, but this is what, you know, my favorite uh, climate uh, analyst, uh, Bjorn, uh, Bjorn Lomborg, has always talked about, uh, and we've had him on the show a number of times, is that the way to deal with uh, climate change, whatever we do to cause climate change, is going to be technological innovation. That's yes. ultimately what's going to happen. Because it's a fantasy to think that we are going to revert back to the way we lived in the 1800s. That, and that is not happening around the world. And that's not happening anywhere. There's just a lot of talk. And I'm, I am absolutely convinced, and I've said this a hundred times, the talk is to create a hysterical climate so they can put through all the taxation that they want. And that they can run off with the money. 
and they can and, cut back and tamp down the lifestyle that they don't right. like. It, and right? it, and it, it's it, people living out in the suburbs and driving cars and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it appeals to their control freak, dictatorial, totalitarian instincts. So it's two for one. They get to, they get to loot you a lot of your money and they get to control how you live because of their arbitrary beliefs. But as far as it doing anything to affect the climate, it's going to have no effect. Uh, and, and never will have an effect. Most countries aren't going along with this because most countries want to grow. We apparently have grown enough and we're not worried about uh, uh, growing any further. So we can start doing damage to ourselves. <laughs> it's re it's really just masochistic. I, and you, well, you, you see the failed experiments all over the place. The failed experiments in Germany, the failed experience, experiments in England, where they've tried to switch to alternative energies, and they fail all over the place. And it's going to hit California, too. Oh, we know that the wind and solar is not going to be able to fuel the country or the planet. It just cannot. And, and for, Alternative and, energy sources are nice, but they're not going to feed the need for power in this world. And for every, So something like this is key because this could be a big part of the answer to tamp down on that silly dream. Really? Yeah, uh, but you know what? They'll come up with something else because it's in their nature to be totalitarians. It's in their nature to want to steal your money. So if it isn't this, it'll be something else. This happens to be the fashionable, trendy, woke period where everyone's going to fret about the climate. But but human nature has fretted about the the uh, the earth and the climate. And, you know, thousands of years ago, they prayed to sun gods and rain gods. It's always <laughs> been that way. They're all, everyone's always on the, urge, uh, on the verge of expecting apocalypse. Then it'll, it'll transfer in some other way because it's a psychosis we all we seem to carry around with us collectively. And, you know, stuff we talk about on this show, the dopey L.A. City Council, idiots like Gavin Newsom and even old Joe Biden, these scientists and researchers at this laboratory in Livermore, this is what really matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because honestly, this could be huge to solve a lot of the energy problems. Apparently, the net energy gain from this breakthrough uh, the other day, it was a week or two ago, was about two megajoules in, about three megajoules out. So like I said, it's minimal, but what they have to do eventually is just get that on a larger scale if they can do that. But that's, but that's what I'm talking about. That's what I always dream of and count on, that American ingenuity, and maybe it'll be Japanese ingenuity for something else, but American ingenuity and technology and research and people who are really putting their nose to the grindstone and probably ignoring the dopey world of the mm -hmm. socials and everything else that distracts the rest of us. Uh, you know, they may have come up with something yeah. incredibly significant here. Right. These are, these are the, the, the smart people, the accomplished people whose names we never hear from. Because not, the, right. the rest of our stupid society obsesses on Kardashians or the royal family or, or other nonsense people. Yes. But, you know, that, that's the world but behind the scenes. In. Sometimes the real work is still going on. And I just wanted to point that out for five minutes because it's important to realize that there are some good things that can happen and maybe could end all the ridiculously long term screaming and debate over this we've been having. And no reason to act woke and hysterical. All right. We got more coming up. It's the John and Ken show on KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Steve Gregory will be along after three o'clock. They call it the urban interface. I don't know. That's what I'm reading here. This is the, <laughs> the problem with the coyotes and the mountain lions encroaching on the urban interface or in Deborah Mark's backyard or somewhere. Well, Deborah's right on the urban interface line. Yes, I am. 
She is. She's yes. in some kind of hilly area. She's right? on the on the border. I have One tons of, these of valley coyotes. hilly areas, yes. right? Lots and lots of coyotes. Oh boy. Well, yes. all right. Mountain lions, though, not yet. I have not seen any, but I know that in an area where I hike often, which is very close to where I live, there are some there too. I'll take my chance with a coyote every day, any day over a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. Mountain lions, oh. I don't think, uh, you don't want to get attacked by a mountain lion that wants to put his teeth into you. No. But a coyote, it's like scuffling with a dog. You have a shot, don't you? You, you do have a shot. I mean, especially since I have a taser, you know, it might scare him away. Yeah, a rabies yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get bit by a coyote because of rabies, but I'm talking about your life, Eric, not just getting rabies. Yeah, you, you, can, you could find A mountain lion could but tear they, your they, ears they out. They have really sharp teeth. I mean, if they get if they get one good bite in, you like can, a dog would, yeah. you could lose a hunk. They're of probably flesh. tougher than a dog's teeth, but yeah, yeah it's uh, so. The California Department of Wildlife has taken a look at this, and because uh, we've had these uh, attacks, coyotes are eating up dogs, mountain lions are all over the place, and uh, uh, Steve will come on after uh, three o'clock. I saw a story today; it was from Tennessee, though, where a bear got into the people's house. It was just standing there in a the hallway. It's just kind of staring around. Didn't really understand what's going on. But it, a lot of it is back to the same reason. They're looking for food. They're all looking for food. The bear ended up sniffing around the garbage cans. And we, we Coyotes are looking for the chihuahua. I don't know whether or not they eat them or they just carry them off. Because sometimes it seems like they just attack them and leave them. But, uh, and the mountain well, lions, they like to hunt. And sometimes it depends it's about if they food. taste good. I don't know if a chihuahua tastes good. You think it spits it out if it doesn't like the taste? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't if there's not enough meat on it. But chihuahuas, I mean, they're they're tiny little things. They're always yeah. they're always getting attacked because they're easy to grab. Right, yeah, but then you actually start chewing on it. It's like yeah, there's not much here. I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking go, coyotes will eat them anyway if they're hungry enough. I mean, it's an animal assessment. So what happens with coyotes is, yeah, the chihuahua's so small, it's like I can get that. But a man standing there waving his arms and jumping up and down, the coyote thinks, nah. When I lived in the hills, not going to bother with that. When I lived in the hills near Benedict Canyon, one morning I went out in the driveway, and a coyote had gotten to a squirrel, and the only thing that was left was the tail, the bushy tail, Aww. and and some bones. <laughs> it oh. was it was grim. Okay, so a, a squirrel is, is is smaller than a yeah. than a chihuahua. I chihuahua, guess. yes. Well, maybe might have been might have been uh, you know tasty and fatty. There's and coyotes have more access to squirrels than jumping in somebody's yeah. backyard and eating their chihuahua. No, I remember so. I had to get out a shovel and, a, and like shovel it up, put oh, it in a but, bag. P twenty two is taking them right off the leash. Right, that guy was walking his dog yeah. and P twenty two grabbed it. Yeah. So uh, now speaking of uh, uh, well. This doesn't involve a coyote or a mountain lion, but apparently a guy in Westminster uh, on Saturday left his dog. It looks like it's a boxer in the truck. Uh, sorry, not in the truck, in the truck while he went inside a business. The dog was on the front seat with the doors unlocked and a guy came along. They've identified him and I don't know whether or not he's a vagrant. Miguel Garcia Gonzalez got into the truck and when the guy came back, he saw this guy in the truck with a knife in his left hand, and he was holding the victim's dog in a headlock. Don't ask me what this is about. This probably was a vagrant and a crazy person who just uh, saw the dog in the truck and got some impulse to jump in there. And, uh, well, it looked like he was going to stab the dog. So Was, was he going to eat the dog? I, I, it's not clear. The dog owner grabbed the dog as the suspect swung the knife at him, the dog owner then used a stun gun mm. yeah, to zap uh, Miguel Garcia Gonzalez. 
And the police, uh, he then detained him and with the help of a store employee. They uh, use zip ties to hold the guy down. I want, you know what? I bet you almost every because there was that survey out the other day. Huge percentage of people are armed in some way inside their cars. Oh yes, you remember did like, say that. like like yes. like like half the people had had knives in their cars, and thirty uh, percent had baseball bats, and the thirty percent had guns. Yeah, and they were all kind and uh, uh, you know like uh, uh, tire irons. Right. Uh, I'm wondering how many people are walking around with something on them: pepper spray, stun guns, taser. Ah, uh, maybe we should ask that question. Remember, we used to survey the listeners yeah. about what they're using. Oh, that'd be, to, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be entertaining. To, especially <laughs> our crowd. Yeah, we'll do that this week. Uh, yeah. But uh, this guy obviously had the stun gun on his person because he went into the store and he came back. He could see this guy in the front row of his truck holding the dog in a headlock. So he had it with him. And I guess that's probably a good idea. You have it in the car and sometimes you should bring it with you in case he had the dog you encounter in trouble on the streets. What, um, what kind of meth addict was this? Grabbing a dog and putting it in a headlock. I don't know what kind of impulse that was that drove this guy to just hop into the truck and put the dog in a headlock with a knife. It's the meth. Was this his way of carjacking the... <laughs> dog jacking. He, he thought the dog was the, was the driver <laughs> in his drug delusional state. He was like, uh, I want to steal your car. God, we're in a ridiculous society now, aren't we? Well, uh, uh, here's your update on uh, gas prices. Nobody talks about them much anymore because they are dropping... Here's the thing you have to keep in mind. They could be less than $4 a gallon by the end of the month. And we all remember the $5 craze, right? So that's significant. Uh, six fifty at its height. Yeah, I know. But it was stuck at 5 something for a long time. Uh, this was expected. This has nothing to do with government policy so much as, of course, they got rid of the uh, summer blend a couple months ago, we went and, to the winter blend. And which oil, prices, to oil prices have dropped a lot, and uh, China is in an economic, uh, is in a bad economic situation. Slump, right, yeah. because of COVID. Because they're... they closed so much down. that, And the, the expectation is, is that we're all headed to a recession, the whole world. So there's going to be less demand for oil in, in the coming months, maybe the coming year. Yeah, by the way, whatever happened to their uh, special session hearings over a windfall profits tax in Sacramento? I didn't hear any conclusion of that. There was a lot of coverage the first day and then nothing. I, 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 I again, know. the oil companies didn't show up anyway, but I don't know what they did with that. If they're going to come I, up with some piece I of don't legislation. Know. It, it's, it's such nonsense. It's such horse manure. I mean, it's, it's a made-up issue that's been investigated repeatedly. And I saw, again, another news story, and this one was in the L.A. Times, and even they couldn't come up with anybody to say, yes, there's some kind of conspiracy. There's some kind of mechanism that allows the, uh, the companies to gouge in California and nowhere else. But the, the, the prices are much higher because of the taxes and the hidden fees. There is an extra boost that they've claimed has been there since uh, 2015 after uh, an oil refinery had a fire, I think one in Torrance. And ever since that oil refinery fire, gas refinery fire, uh, we've had this extra boost. I think it's like 20, 25, 30 cents up the well, line. That was in that also range. around the time, though, they passed all these climate taxes and they I, had the I carbon know. trading thing. And they, yeah. Yeah, they did a whole lot to the whole gas price world back then. See, the you, average price in LA County of a gallon right now is 460. Now, last month it was 550. 
So obviously things are going in the right direction, but we're always going to be way higher than the rest of the country. And even though, yeah, the price of oil is tumbling and you mentioned the Chinese markets are soft right now for their demand because they're having so many problems with COVID and they're keeping a lot of the factories closed and all that. Uh, we, for a couple of months, were headed in the opposite direction. Our prices kept going up while it seemed like the price of a barrel of oil was going down. I mean, there was no explaining it. It was really out of control a couple of months ago. And I don't, the thing is, I don't think demand changed much. What what would change demand a lot? I mean, all right, so summer driving tailed off. Is that what it is? California's really in just a, a horrible world by itself when it comes to uh, the whole gas price. Well, we're still, uh, we're, we're still number one on the mainland. Only Hawaii is more expensive than we are. Yeah, we and, passed them for a while, didn't we? Back yeah, we in, did. We did heights? pass them. Uh, but we are still... 27 cents higher than uh, Nevada and 50 uh, uh, 43 cents higher than Washington. The whole West Coast is the highest. The top five most expensive states, Hawaii, California, Nevada, Washington, Oregon, and then Alaska and Idaho. So that's the seven states are all out west or, or out in the ocean. All right, coming up next, Steve Gregory will be here. The California Department of Wildlife uh, is looking into the problem that seems to be getting bigger the last few months with coyotes and mountain lions in neighborhoods and attacking dogs. And in the case of a little girl in the valley, a toddler got you know, almost dragged away by a coyote. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.